0: What's going on Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Fanter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by Anchor. My name is Matt and I'm joined by Logan Banker. We are members of PHL Eagles Nation, enhancing your Eagles fan experience and keeping you up to date on all things Eagles. So for the past couple weeks, the Eagles have been in OTAs, um, a big phase of the offseason, getting everyone together, the rookies, the free agents, the trade pieces. Everyone's coming together and forming this 90-man roster that we're going to see all summer going into the preseason. And there's been a lot of uh, headlines going into training camp here. Um, The first one being Miles Sanders, the second-round pick from Penn State, has missed um, all of OTAs with a hamstring injury. So, Logan, what do you think about that?
1: Uh, It's definitely concerning. You'd you'd never want to see a rookie running back that you spent a second-rounder on to Miss OTAs with uh, a soft tissue injury and then not progress at all and sit out all of them mandatory camps. And uh, the Eagles pretty much said they wanted to be cautious with him, which is very smart. You don't want to risk it. It's only June, so you don't have to force him onto the field. But it's still an issue. But they said that he'll be able to pick uh, Deuce Staley's brain a lot, just really get a lot of knowledge from him, which is a good thing. But um, the Sanders news doesn't come without um, some more drama. The Eagles made a pretty big medical staff change they fired Steven Stash who was um the team's head physician and internist and uh it's kind of a signal of things to come for the medical staff his replacement will be Arshdenota who's going to be the team's chief medical officer so we kind of we saw last year they had a 50% increase in injuries last season from 2017 and 2017 itself was already a big injury year they lost Carson Wentz Darren Sproles Jason Peters among, among other guys so uh it was so alarming and it had so much of an impact last season the amount of guys that they lost they lost so many starters last year so um them making this change kind of shows that they're they're done with dealing with the injury drama and done with having it affect them that much so with Sanders being hurt and also Nelson Aguilar missed um I think he he only missed today and yesterday but he still missed some time with mandatory camps and um so then making them making this change is a pretty big signal so um I think it was definitely a much needed one you kind of had to change the dynamic there because you don't want to deal with this again this season's team's so talented so you don't want to have injuries be the reason why you lose you'd rather have your guys out there and lose fair and square so it's definitely a step in the right right direction but they really got to focus on getting miles sanders and nelson aguilar right
0: yeah not only the players missing time but the players that were playing through injuries jason peters suffered a torn bicep early in the year Uh, jason kelsey came out saying that he had uh, a torn meniscus, a torn elbow, a couple other injuries. Um, I think like broken foot or something like yeah. that. Um, and who knows when those injuries occurred? He had so many <laughs> nagging injuries and never gave like a time frame. It could have been week two for all we know. Um, Fletcher Cox finished out the season with a broken ankle. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey had that broken rib against the, um, finished up against the bears and then played yeah. the whole game against the Saints with a broken rib. I mean, not only do you have so many guys on the IR from last year, but you're having guys that are playing, trying to still play at a high level with broken bones, torn ligaments, torn muscles, which is so hard to do. Like I give them so much credit, but there's obviously um, some trouble in the medical staff that is causing all of this because you never see this many injuries on, on a single NFL team. Um, and I remember at the start of the offseason, Doug Peterson said that he has full faith in his uh, medical staff and obviously... That was disproven this week as he fired the head of the medical staff. But, um, yeah, th- I mean, the Eagles had have to change something up by uh, their warm-up technique, their training, something to keep these players healthy, improve their recovery, um, make sure they're not staying out late, getting their adequate rest. Uh, we see all that Sidney Jones is training up his, or changing up his training technique to try to avoid injury. So hopefully the Eagles are bringing in and not a lot of new uh, ideas to keep these players healthy and on the field because you hate to see all this happen, especially with a rookie like Miles Sanders. You don't want his uh, career to start off with a bad injury, and I don't think it's going to be a problem. It's it's fine to play it safe with him, but um, I'm just glad that he's still present at OTAs. He's still talking to the coaches, the players, learning the system. Um, I don't don't really think it's anything to worry about. I just hope that he's 100 percent healthy for training camp. So then. We can see what he has to bring to the table then.
1: Yeah, I want to add a few more names to it to uh, emphasize how bad the injury issue was last year. Lane Johnson had a sprain MCL. He had Darren Sproles coming back from the ACL injury. And for whatever reason, they told Doug Peterson to be okay to not play him the preseason. Then give him 13 touches week one, he suffered a hamstring injury. I think it was around like week seven or eight. They said that he was ready to come back. Had a setback, missed a few more uh, games he He had the injury, and then j a j had the back injury two weeks later suffered a torn a c l you had um Matt Collins, who completely fell off the face of the earth with whatever injury they never made it clear until um a few days ago where he's still recovering from the groin and hernia injury. He missed all the season that injury that he had was like a three month injury, and he had surgery for i think it was like. It was like April or something like that, and he still missed the entire season, which is completely inexplicable. I believe I saw that he
0: tore one side of the groin and then got healthy, then tore the other side. So that's why it was so long, but that's kind of ridiculous that it was both sides back-to-back.
1: Yeah, and those are the kind of soft-tissue injuries, It's kind of like with Miles Sanders. They're really fragile, so if someone has one of those, you've got to be careful with them. Then you had Derek Burnett. um, I don't remember if you mentioned him, but he was lost for the season. Darby and McLeod tore their ACL. Jalen Mills had the foot injury. Uh, Sidney Jones was in in and out with another hamstring injury. It was just a complete mess last year. And then most of all, you had Carson Wentz, who suffered a a broken bone in his back week five against the Panthers. They didn't detect it at all, played until week 14 of the Dallas game, and then was taken out for the season. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a medical professional, but I don't know how you missed that. They said they took regular x-rays. That's just appalling that they couldn't detect that. So there's, like we said, there's something clearly wrong with the medical staff. And it was even unprecedented in general for them to move on from their medical staff from 2017 after winning the Super Bowl to getting a new medical staff. I agree that injuries were a little bit of an issue in 2017, but they still won the Super Bowl. They still had enough guys to win the Super Bowl. And it's not like the medical staff could have helped. Carson Wentz tearing his ACL, Jason Peters tearing his ACL, and Darren Sproles tearing his ACL. You, you can only do so much to protect uh, protect guys and um an injury like that it's tough it's kind of bad luck but to fire the medical staff and bring an entire new group was very odd so at least they're trying to make the changes and kind of right the wrong but still is really bad
0: <laughs> yeah and one bigger injury that I noticed uh, like a development throughout last season was Jalen Mills um he had that foot injury I forget what week exactly it was but it seems like the next three or four weeks Doug Peterson just kept saying Um, Oh, he's progressing. He's week to week. He's day to day It looked like he was getting ready to come back and then out of nowhere. He's placed on the IR Like I don't know if he suffered a setback if the medical staff evaluated him wrong But there has been a lot of situations like that with Darren Sproles uh, Jalen Mills Sidney Jones a lot of these guys have had like these which seem like minor injuries or the team displays them as minor injuries and then all of a sudden they're out for a few weeks or they're put on the IR And uh, it's it's not good to have your team revolve around that. Um, You need to treat them for what they need to be treated for. I mean, if a player has a broken bone or something needs to sit out for the year, I'd rather them sit out than try to um, force it. Go to practice every week and just be labeled as week to week because they might be getting worse. Um, You never know what's going to happen. So they got to take the precautions. I mean, if a player really wants to play with an injury, I I mean, if it's Jason (laughs) Kelsey going out there and playing like I mean, I wouldn't. Feel comfortable sending him out there, but obviously he still played as the best center in the league. So, like, by all means, go do it. But you got to draw the line somewhere. You can't have all these players go back out there. Um, you got to evaluate them the right way, and hopefully, this new staff will be able to do that because it's kind of ridiculous. And hopefully, we don't have as many injuries next year because this is a special team, and you'd hate to see a lot of guys go down.
1: Yeah, and there was a really weird change of dynamic as well in 2017. You literally witnessed Doug Peterson. First word he says after uh, the winter injury he goes on, put him says torn ACL out for the season. This year you hear him say with Rodney the who got hurt in week three said, Oh, MCL injury uh, out for the season. And then weeks upon weeks later, we found out he tore his ACL, which is significantly different than MCL. Cause first of all, if you tear MCL in week three, you shouldn't miss the whole season. So that already was a pretty big, big red flag. And the fact that they, and we like, like you said, with the week to week where they wouldn't make it clear what injury a player actually suffered. They would say the region, but they wouldn't say, we we never even knew what injury Corey Clement suffered That's another guy we forgot to mention. Yeah. They Josh really Sweat, too, right? It. Yeah. Josh Sweat. They, Corey Clement got hurt in the Cowboys game. It looked really bad. And they never said what it was. All they said was a few months after the season, and they said, oh, actually, it was Corey Clement said, oh, it wasn't ACL because people actually speculated they like, towards ACL and the team didn't say it. So it's just, I understand not wanting to have the media on your business and being able to have some stuff kept to yourself, but the fact that they refuse to tell anybody what any player, like the injuries they suffered, it it just doesn't make sense. And I noticed that because it was the transition from the old medical staff to the one from last year. So I don't know if it's going to change this year where they're more open about it. It seems like they might be with Miles Sanders where they came out and said, Oh, he has a hamstring injury. And then, Oh, Nelson Aguilar uh, lower body injury so I'm I don't know if it'll change but it was just a really weird change in dynamic
0: yeah I mean I really don't know how to I mean obviously we're not medical professionals but I mean they got to be doing their job they're not only trying to get the most out of these players but trying to protect them these are still human beings that are going out there and competing at a high level um, I mean they need to have the attention and the care that uh, a lot of people don't require because they're going out there every week and playing a high-contact sport, um, suffering a lot of injuries and stuff that they qual- uh, qualify as just wear and tear. But that could need a lot of attention because that kind of stuff adds up. Um, but, I mean, I, I really hope it does get better because you don't want to see year after year all these injuries happen. I mean, I know injuries are a part of the game. And if a couple of players go down, obviously that's not – um. Okay, but like it's kind of expected because it is football. It is the NFL. Stuff happens, but I mean, last year it was over 15 players on the IR, uh, which is just insane. And um, you don't want to see that keep happening year after year because how are you supposed to compete at a high level? You can only have so many quality backups, you know.
1: Yeah, and football players already have a short shelf life as it is. It's not like they're playing all all them playing 15 years like they are in the MLB or maybe even the NBA, a lot of football players only play five to seven years and they're out of the league, if that. So how do they think it's going to be if you're putting a player out there with a torn MCL, hoping that he's going to be there for years to come? They, they've gotten lucky that players like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson haven't suffered like career altering injuries, but then putting out there with a sprayed MCL, a torn MCL, a broken foot and torn ligaments in the elbow. So, they really got to be smart this year. Um, Obviously, this is about the old regime that we're talking about, not not the new ones. So we really don't know what to expect for this year. Obviously, we hope it's going to be good. And um, like we said, we don't want it to affect the course of the season because we really do believe that this is a Super Bowl caliber team if they stay healthy for the most part. As you said, Matt, injuries happen. It's football. Stuff's going to happen. You can't really control it. But just the amount of injuries, you can't have that. So hopefully, like we've said, they're able to fix the issue and the team will all around be able to be for the most part healthy and just kind of have a little bit of an improvement in that department
0: yeah definitely and uh i agree a lot of players do have a short life uh short shelf life but uh there's a few players on the team that do not and one of those are malcolm jenkins he's been in the league for many years with the eagles for a few years now and uh he's coming to realize that he might want a little bit more money for how he's being used in the defense, which we'll get to after this ad. So I'm sure you're all aware that Malcolm Jenkins had a little bit of a holdout during uh, those start of the OTAs. It wasn't mandatory, but now the mandatory minicamp went underway. He did show up, which was great to see. But um, as Logan and I mentioned, he was at the AO1 Foundation softball game with the team. He's still being involved, talking to them every day. But um. It is confirmed that his holdout was for contract reasons. He believes that he outplayed his old contract, which or his current contract, which I completely agree. Um, He was one of the top safeties in the league, not only at his play at safety, but he's being able to go around the defense. I mean, we're talking about injuries. We've seen cornerbacks, linebackers, all these guys go down, and Malcolm Jenkins is the one that they always call on and throw him wherever they need to go. He never... Um, asks a question, asks for a rest. He played every single defensive snap last season, and um, it's, it's time to give him the money that he deserves because he's the cornerstone of this defense, and uh, we need him happy and healthy to start the 2019 season.
1: Yeah, as of right now, Malcolm Jenkins is the ninth highest paid safety at $8.75 million per year. Uh, in order to move into the top five, they would have to, dish out an extra 1.75 million and top three would be 5 million more per year. So he, he said himself, he doesn't want to be the highest paid safety, but he wants to be in the ballpark of what he believes is um, what he's worth. And I would probably say that'd be two or 3 million more added per year on his base salary on his deal. And I just kind of had an idea about maybe why this hasn't been dealt with already because the Eagles have 20 million in cap space. It's not like they're like, so handicapped that they can't dish out money. I kind of think the reason why the Eagles haven't given out this money is maybe they don't plan on using Malcolm Jenkins on the way uh, like they did last year and the year before that, where he's playing every snap he's playing linebacker and cornerback. They brought in Anderson Sandejo and they brought in Blake Countess and you have Trey Sullivan um, coming in for another year as well. So you do have some extra bodies in there unlike they did last season. So he may not have to be used to the measure that he was last year. So maybe the, in the Eagles mind, They don't think they would get the bang for the buck, giving Malcolm Jenkins um, an extra $3 million because they're not going to use him in that fashion. Whereas Malcolm Jenkins is more worried about getting paid for what he's done with the team. So it's kind of Jenkins worrying worrying about the past and the Eagles worrying about what could happen in the future and just trying to be smart about their money. What should they do with Carson Wentz under the extension? They're going to have to be a lot more logical with how they give out money. They're not able to just throw money around like they used to be able to do when he was under his rookie deal, but, uh, so that's if I had to guess that's what's going on there, which obviously <laughs> if it's like that, it could be a very long process. I don't know if he'll make Malcolm Jenkins miss training camp. I don't think he would considering he came in for mandatory camps, but I'm not sure if this has a close end in sight.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really hope that he gets a new deal. I mean, I think he has deserved one. I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to be using him. A lot. Um, I mean, they'll be using him a lot, but not as much as they did last year. Um, hopefully, everybody will stay healthy so he doesn't have to be thrown around like everywhere um, as he did last year. But as you said, there's five pretty good safeties on this team, all the way from Jenkins to Sullivan um, on the depth chart. And it's kind of easy for them to plug in a lot of different safeties wherever need be. Um, they don't need Jenkins doing all the work. And a lot of people forget that. A lot of the reason why he was on the field every single snap last year was because Rodney McLeod went down with an injury. There was a lot of um, uncertainty at the other safety position ever since McLeod went down. You got Maddox back there, Corey Graham, Trey Sullivan, a lot of different like trials. Um, it was almost like a tryout almost every game at the start <laughs> of the um, time without McLeod because they needed to find out who was going to be best behind him. And people were all like, Oh, move Douglas and Mills back there to safety. And there's a lot of uncertainty. And Jenkins was the only kind of concrete safety you had, um, in the backfield, which is really important. But now that you have a healthy McLeod and three viable backups that you can plug in whenever need be, Jenkins doesn't need to be relied on that much.
1: Yeah. And you also had, um, Jordan Hicks go down with the injury. So which forced him to play more at linebacker. He actually played more snaps at linebacker last year than at safety, um, but really what it comes down to is just what kind of deal Malcolm Jenkins wants because I could see it being okay to give him an extra $1.5 million on his base salary per year and then throw in an extra $3, million, $3 million in incentives where if he does have to play that measure, he's going to get the money he deserves, whereas if he doesn't have to be used every single snap and he isn't being forced to make the amount of tackles he makes and having to be dynamic enough to play back being a ball hawk and then also going in in the trenches and making tackles, so if, if, but if he wants a bunch of guaranteed money, I'm not sure if he's going to get that anytime soon. I mean, I can't see, cause he mentioned how great of a relationship he has with Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman. I can't see them putting the middle finger up and saying, nah, we're not doing it, but it, it's a, it's a really weird dynamic. And out of all people for it to happen to Malcolm Jenkins, considering all he's done for the team, it's pretty surprising, but just considering what it seems like is going on, it's it's tough. It's really tough, and I don't know if when the Eagles will get around to dealing with it. I thought maybe they would really focus on it once they got the wins extension done, but it's been a few days if not a week since he signed the extension, so I'm not really sure um, where when this Jenkins deal is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least now that they're on the same page. Jenkins made it clear what he wants. Uh, I'm sure he told them a lot more than the media knows. Um, he probably gave them uh, a price range of what he wants for a um a restructured contract or um kind of extra bonus or something they probably know all the details that he wants and I'm sure they're working behind the scenes because uh, this is huge for the defense and they kind of took some precautionary steps if he wasn't going to return by uh, working out Jonathan Siprin and with Jenkins back and a possible extent or a restructured contract on the way I doubt Cyprin is gonna join the Eagles this season, but um, they definitely were worried because they took the precautionary steps with that workout. And um, I'm just glad to see Jenkins back. And he took to like Twitter and Instagram and um, showed some pictures of himself in Eagles um, uniform, and he's excited to be back with the team. But I mean, he does deserve this money, and uh, you know, it's kind of like Wentz. He wants to be here, but he wants to get what he deserves. Obviously Wentz is in greed for money. I don't think Jenkins is either, but they understand that they're playing at a high level. They're the leader of their um side of the ball on the football team. And they need to make sure that they're locked up. Um and they're getting not only the money that they deserve, the um, confidence and the credibility of what they've for what they have been doing for the offense and the defense.
1: Yeah. Um it'll just it'll be a progression and there'll be a bunch of discussion between the Eagles and Jenkins. Um, Like you said, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to say, Oh, I need my money or I'm not going to play. And we've already seen that. And it'll never, it won't get to the point where he's not on the field at all because he's out of silver's contract. He said himself, he's a team guy likes being on the field, likes being with his teammates, but it's also partly a business and that's to get taken care of. So, I mean, and then, it's not like they have to do it right the second you obviously want to get out of the way but I mean there's nothing stopping the Eagles from waiting till say September October to doing it but that would kind of send a bad message to other guys on the team to oh, go hey like we're, we're not always going to be there to protect you money wise which isn't what you want to show your team when you're really trying to create great team chemistry and make sure everyone's happy and all focused on one goal so um yeah but we'll we'll see what happens I'm sure and then it'll work out
0: yeah, it's an interesting development, and uh, there's there's a bit of a gap between OTAs and training camp now. Um, a couple of weeks where the team gets to take some time off, but um, I'm sure Jenkins will be in, in touch with them. And the organization will have the time and the resources to really get behind this and look at, is he worth more money? Should we give it to him? When will we give it to him? And uh, really get to the bottom so Jenkins is happy and goes into training camp. With a new deal, hopefully, and uh, a lot happier than he was at the start of the off season.
1: Yeah, it would definitely be ideal to get out of the way for training camp, just then focus on the season, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Eagles don't have a lot of drama, which, uh, thank God, like other teams around the league, they have drama every yeah. single off season. The Eagles don't. Um, if this is the worst thing that happens to them, and it's not like he's holding out, he still went to uh, mandatory camp and ran through some drills, so... I mean, I'm just glad that it's not a huge deal and hopefully they can get un- under control so that there's not any like uh, drama in the locker room or anything that they can unify as a team and prepare for the next season.
1: Yeah, and we also saw in um, 2017 Fletcher Cox do something similar, so who knows? <laughs> Maybe a player having a little grudge over their contract is a good luck charm, considering they want to do the same thing, so who knows?
0: <laughs> True, yeah. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. If you have any thoughts on our discussions today about Miles Sanders, the medical staff, or Malcolm Jenkins, just send us a tweet at Birds Banter on Twitter. Be sure to tune in next time for more Birds Banter. Go Birds!